Welcome to We'll Ride for Wine, a podcast about wine, writing, and song, but mostly wine and writing, with your hosts, Samantha Graves and Lonnie Diane Rich. Take it away, girls. Thank, Thank you, Wanda. Wanda. Welcome to We'll Write for Wine. This is Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Samantha Graves. We're here to talk to you about wine and writing. Today's episode is yet another 50 ways. This Yay. time, 50 ways on how to hose your writing career. <laughs> And it was surprisingly easy for me to come up with my 25 ways. I know. <laughs> Probably because we've done so many of them. Probably. But, you know, that's a testament to how easy it is to bounce back in this business. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just give yourself a new name. Write a different kind of book. <laughs> You're not supposed to tell them that secret till the end. Okay. <laughs> the trade <laughs> secret, right. <laughs> so we'll get to that later in the program. But uh-huh. first we have wine. So mm-hmm. Lonnie, what are you drinking tonight? Well, tonight I'm actually picking up my first recommendation. You know how people keep giving us these wonderful recommendations and I yes. either forget to find them or I can't find them. Well, mm-hmm. I finally found one. I was very excited. <laughs> my friend Bob suggested um, a wine called um, Fat Bastard Chardonnay. <laughs> so I got it. It's Thierry and Guy's Fat Bastard Chardonnay. I don't know if Bob's ever actually tried it. I've never seen him drink wine. I've only seen him drink like Molson's Bordeaux, which is this very thick kind of like milkshake of a beer. It's totally gross. And Hi, Bob. Anyway. Um, <laughs> he knows I think it's gross. But since the name of this particular wine was so fun, I just mm-hmm. I had to try it out. So anyway, it's a 2005. It hails from France. Hmm. So I, I guess I guess the proper pronunciation is <laughs> the fat bastard Chardonnay. And of course, you realize we are going to have to apologize to all the fat bastards all out the there. Fat bastards. <laughs> and all the French people who are like, that is not how we sound. We do not sound like that. <laughs> nobody sounds like that. I'm terrible with accents. There's nobody on the planet that sounds like me doing a French person. Oh, wait. <laughs> all right. Let me tell everybody right from the start, I'm mm-hmm. unbelievably punchy. Yeah, and this is already our second time through. This is our second time (laughs) on this particular, and this is how well it's going so far. So you know I've already, I've been screwing things up really bad. And the A block, which we don't usually have a problem with. Usually we can get through the A block. It's the beginning of the night. We haven't been drinking too much. But but see, here's the thing. Okay, I've been getting up every day this week at 4 o'clock in the morning to write. I find mm. that it's dark. It's quiet. Nobody's bothering me, except the cat who's oddly affectionate at 4 in the morning. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> All over me, you know. But anyway, so I've been getting up every day at like 4 o'clock in the morning, and I'm just a little bit kind of tired and punchy because right now is like my midnight, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And everything she says is cracking me up, and I'm making really, really <laughs> stupid jokes that to me are funny. That will not be like zip that best. To me, that's really, really funny. But you guys are probably like, would you just please don't do the accent? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you do, just do not do another accent. I'm very bad. You should hear me do the southern. Anyway, it's got 13.5%. I'm talking about the wine again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no whiplash for that sudden change of direction. It's got 13.5% okay. alcohol. And it's $12 a bottle usually, but I got it on sale for $9.99. Ooh, good yes. deal. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm very proud of my ability to go and pick up a wine that's on sale. Anyway, um, the wine notes, which were very hard to find. The only wine notes I could find were actually on the bottle, which is a wine with round yet bright tropical notes. Well, so I don't know how something tastes round. <laughs> right. How does something taste round? That's what I Somebody explain that to me. How does something I taste round? Nothing's rectangular. Mm. It's like, you know, but yeah. anyway. Okay. Uh, maybe it's like having a donut in your mouth or something. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> it's not, though. I'll tell you, it's not. So my my tasting is like the first sip I had of this, I was like, mm, not good. You know, it just kind of felt really sharp. It felt like mm-hmm. it's got really sharp, intense flavor. Like it was um, a rectangle instead of a. It, like it a, was a rectangle, a yes, right? Exactly. Like the tannins were, you know, like mm-hmm. the I'm, pointy I'm little. To... Yeah, got pointy little angles. Sure, go ahead. Parallelogram. <laughs> tannins anyway um but uh yeah but now i've had you know a couple more sips and i'm actually enjoying it quite a bit so it started out as like a three glass wine i'm like yeah it's four glass wine and i'm not even drunk i'm just punchy tonight i'm gonna have one glass of wine so whatever you hear tonight is just pure exhausted punchy Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's it but it's worth it (laughs) well uh, funnily enough, it's funnily enough. Funnily enough, yes. funnily enough it um, is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am also drinking a French wine. 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which means I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out the winery and the name of the wine from the freaking label. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, because they got stuff all over the place. You know, they right. don't have, like, a concept of, like, you know, like, artwork or really cool stuff. They just throw a bunch of words on there. Really? Yeah. I mean, French what labels was... always have just a lot of words on them. I don't know why. Words. That I don't understand. So anyway, a writer, you're like, I hate the words. Nothing <sighs> with the words. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's okay. funny tonight, folks. Okay, That's, right. That's right. <laughs> so here goes. Yes. You're gonna and you're gonna die laughing over this one because okay, I'm gonna go try to actually pronounce French. Ooh. It's a 2003 Paul. Mm-hmm. Jabolet. Mm-hmm. Anne. Mm-hmm. Côtes de Rhone. Mm-hmm. There you go. Parallel. Honestly. <laughs> P-A-R-A-L-L-E-L-E. How would you say that? Parallel. I have no... I don't know. I can't pronounce French at all. Whatever. Parallel 45. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I did a little research and discovered that there are 23 great varieties which go into the making of Côtes de Rome wines. So it's a region, not... very complicated. Yeah. yeah, It's Mm -hmm. a region, not a grape. Mm -hmm. And then after that, it gets really confusing. So I'm just going to stop there before (laughs) it takes all the fun out of drinking it. (laughs) Because you know what? I really just don't care. Uh-huh. Um, wine notes. No wine notes on the bottle. Mm-hmm. No website on the internet. What's up with that? I don't get it. I what don't know. What century are these people living in? Are they stomping the grapes with their feet? Get a computer, people. <laughs> <laughs> so from, from thewineboutique.com, uh-huh. right. tasty with plump peach and melon flavor fruit flavors mm-hmm. backed by a firm almond note well that's good because i hate those wimpy <laughs> almond notes it's <laughs> drive me crazy and a hint of smoke on the finish what kind of smoke i don't know but you know what i don't taste any of that it tastes like a little like cherries uh-huh. and it's light mm-hmm. however it gives me really bad heartburn Oh, no. Because I drank it. I had one glass the last mm-hmm. two nights. Because mm-hmm. I thought, you know, uh, this time, normally I open a bottle and I just start it for the podcast. But, you know, right. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to try it ahead of time. Uh-huh. And every single night it's giving me heartburn. Oh, no. Yeah. Do so... you have a bottle of Tums hanging by? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. okay. Tums and, and wine, <laughs> <laughs> yummy. Oh, yeah. And I hear that the red really does go better with Tums. <laughs> Steak and Halloween candy. You have to have a red. Right. And with the Halloween, Halloween candy. candy. Well, it does go Correct. well with chocolate. Mm-hmm. Red wine and it chocolate. It's really yeah, good. Yeah. All uh-huh. right. So uh, anyway, it's uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, $10 a bottle uh-huh. and 13.5% alcohol. I see. And I'm going to have to give it a three and a half glasses mm-hmm. because of the heartburn. Oh, well. Because yeah. I've had one glass, I have heartburn. So yeah. I'm like, what is in this? So apparently it's the smoke. I, gotta stay, yeah, I either have to stay or away from firm the smoke. almond note. I don't know. <laughs> those kidding. firm almonds. Those firm almonds. I need to go for the medium firm almonds. Right. Or, you know, medium rare almonds or right. whatever. Or the, so. or the round mm-hmm. tannins. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So um, now that we know what we're <laughs> drinking, we need to talk about who we love this week. Time for shout outs, shout offs, and announcements. Yeah. My shout out is to GorillaGadgets.com for delivering my brand new headset today. Yay! Yay! No more clicky. Oh, no more clicky, mm-hmm. clicky noises mm-hmm. to make me crazy because my <laughs> old one, like every time I talked, it would click <laughs> and you could hear it and I could see it, you know, on the little right. thing. And it just made me, I mean, literally insane. I never really so. noticed it, but every now and again, between the breaks, she'd be like, okay, wait a minute, I gotta take this, <laughs> take it off. And all you hear is like, <laughs> She's like, well, I just stuffed some lip gloss in it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a women fix thing. Men use duct tape. Women use lip gloss. gloss, That's right. (laughs) But it still failed. I'm very pleased for your new headset. (laughs) Thank you. It's it's actually a new Plantronics gaming headset, which is really cool. Super, super duper gaming. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, it sounds fabulous. The sound quality is just wonderful. Oh, thank you. Okay. And the best part is I can't hear anything outside me. Oh, well, that's very nice. Yeah, it's got whatever that is. Whatever that is. (laughs) What is that, noise canceling or whatever it's called? Right, right, right. I really like it. So That's very good. That's it for me. All right. Well, my shout out this week goes to my husband, Fish, who took the kids out for Halloween this year. Yay. I have to tell you, I've always loved Halloween, but doing it eight years in a row by myself while my husband worked kind of beat the love of it right out of me. (laughs) Not a fan anymore. 
this year, finally, he had the day off on Halloween. So he got their costumes together. He took them to the mall. He went trick-or-treating and put them to bed. Mm-hmm. And then I sat home with a bag full of Snickers because no one came to my house. <laughs> I buy the candy. I live on this road and like you can't see the house from the road and it's a 55 mile an hour road. I mean, nobody's bringing their kid on right. my road to trick or treat. Like, there's plenty of other places to go. But every year I buy a bag of chocolate <laughs> just in case for that one just, lone kid, yeah. right? Yeah. And I end up eating all of it. So it's been, it's been me and the Snickers. <laughs> it's pretty much a perfect Halloween for me. I, too, have been alone with the Halloween candy for two days. I know, but you've done good, though. I know I have. I've been trying to. They've been calling to me, but I'm I'm being good. So (laughs) we'll see how long my willpower lasts. How long that lasts, right. (laughs) In between the breaks, she's going to be like, I'm getting a Reese's. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, I think that covers us for shout-outs and shout-offs and just really weird stuff. We'll be back in a minute. (laughs) At Will Right for Wine, we take our civic responsibility very seriously. We don't want anyone getting into any trouble just because we made drinking wine look cool. So we'd like to make the following statements. We are cool. We just happen to be drinking wine while being cool. It's not the wine that's cool. It's us. And you, of course, because you listen to us and you're obviously in the top 1% of cool. So you should be happy about that. And that's it. That covers it. But the public service announcement is scheduled for a full minute, so underage people get a Pepsi. No soup for you. And if you're planning on driving tonight, put the glass down. Not worth it. Also, never pluck your eyebrows when you've been drinking. That's a handy piece of advice. Oh, and if you put a bottle of Chardonnay in the freezer to chill it quickly, set a timer. A loud timer. Trust us, the last thing you want is a bottle of Chardonnay exploding all over your veggies. And if you're over the age of 35, no drinking games. You're going to have to trust us on that one. Okay. That's it. Time's up. Just remember, it's not the wine that's cool. It's you. And we're back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't have enough energy in this. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Time for our listener question. This week's question comes from Melissa who asks... I'm working on the plot for my NaNoWriMo book. Good for you. And I think Mm -hmm. I figured out the moment where the book needs to start. The problem Mm -hmm. is that there's some backstory information that I want to give the the readers, and I'm not sure how to do it. When I read books that have too many flashbacks, I tend to get impatient, but I feel like in my story, some short flashbacks are necessary. I'm also trying to think of ways to incorporate pieces of information into the dialogue that that can sound natural that can sound right natural (laughs) but that can sound unnatural right oh (laughs) that's all right (laughs) how do you feel about this any advice thank god i'm done okay (laughs) yeah your part's done (laughs) now i have to follow that up you know i'm gonna mess it up all right anyway background information is a complicated thing melissa Mm -hmm. so i actually have two answers for you um, one of them is for um, anybody who's writing in Nano this month, and for those of you who haven't heard us talk about Nano, it's NaNoWriMo National Novel Writing Month. We have to write fifty thousand words in thirty days, and so the words are very important. So for people doing Nano, write it all out, <laughs> write it <laughs> miles and miles and pages and pages of backstory. Just shove it in there. Yes, it's words, it and be sure to make sure you don't contract anything. So it's not it's words. It's it is words because that counts. <laughs> It counts as one. It is counts as two. Trust me, don't you laugh, Sam, because at the end of the month, you're going to be going through and taking out all your contractions. Just trust me. (laughs) Mark my words. Anyway, um, for people who are not doing nano, normal writers, um, here's the thing with backstory. One thing is that flashbacks are usually not a great idea. Mm. Um, Sometimes, you know, you can pull them off and they'll work if they're short and if they're they're kind of organic to the moment, you know, that it's a memory that's organic to that moment. moment in that scene but um generally i try to avoid them if you can um 
so also there's there's you need to keep your reader on a strict need to know basis um there's so many books that i read where i tell people that you can cut the first three chapters you know or the first chapter the first time many, many pages because people will get all their backstory in all their setup in you know in the first couple of scenes the first couple of chapters depends on on the writer and um and then they start their story and the thing is that you can always see the point where the story starts because people stop sitting and thinking about what's already Already happened and they start taking action and talking and dialogue and all that kind of stuff so the one thing is that you kind of need to weed out what the reader absolutely needs to know and what they absolutely need to know at what time um, I can tell you that most of the information that is given in flashbacks and in people sitting and thinking and remembering things is usually not really important information that the reader needs to know absolutely at that moment um, so you, you kind of have to sort out what the, what the reader absolutely does have to know and you have to sort out how much of that the reader absolutely has to know um, because there's there's a lot of it where people can go into tremendous amount of detail when really all we need to know is that she fell off a pony when she was eight she doesn't need to know we don't need to know the pony's name or the favorite color of the pony's blanket or any of that kind of stuff but mm -hmm. a lot of those things are things that, that we'll put in as writers it's important that we know it yes as the writer that we know it and that we have a feel for that world but you have to think of your book as like you know there's the iceberg and then there's the 10% of the iceberg that's up top the 10% is what the reader gets you know and then the rest of it is all the stuff about the world that we know that never makes it in the book there's going to be lots and lots and lots of that and that's okay the reader only needs to know what the reader needs to know at that moment to get them keep going through the book it's also okay to have your reader um, wondering some things and asking some questions that's fine you don't want to make it so that they don't have footing in the story that they're like what's going on but if they're like hmm I wonder what happened with the pony you know I mean that's okay if you give them a little bit of information and maybe not everything and let them kind of fill in the rest that makes your reader more active in your story so I mean I have an example of kind of I'm you know me struggling with that now because I'm starting a new book and it's always at the beginning of the book that you struggle with all that backstory but uh, in the book I'm writing now I have a character who um, basically always keeps his word because his father was such a son of a bitch um, and it's important to the story uh, because it, it does kind of feed into that character's motiv motivation but the reader does not need to know like everything about that right up front um, so I, I kind of wait until an opportunity arises in the story for me to kind of give that information out um, you know rather than having him sitting and thinking um, about a lot of things or some clump clunky piece of as you know dialogue where you've got two people who kn both know something and yet they're talking about it as though they're elucidating for a third person that isn't there you know which is the reader <laughs> um, that's also clunky anyway so there was a point during a conversation when this character um, asked when another character asked why um, Nate who's my main character wasn't selling his dad's old place and he said because he gave his word and that's it so you know that he's a man of his word then the other character said your dad would have sold it in a heartbeat and he says exactly and that's all you need. That's mm -hmm. all you need to know that his father was a son of a bitch, that he doesn't want to be like his father, that he made a promise, that he's a man of his word. I mean, it's a very simple, organic, tiny piece of dialogue, but it gets it across without being completely anvilicious and like hitting people over the head with, <laughs> with what's going on there. Yeah. Anvilicious. I love that. I got it off of television without pity. I love television without pity. Have I recommended them? Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to check and see. Oh, okay. I was going to say, if I haven't, I would totally recommend television without pity. Uh, the people there are so fun. Anyway, um, so that's, I mean, basically one way of handling backstory but you know I would tend to think of it like um, seasoning like you know, people who are into cooking you know, season with the salt and you just only sprinkle in what you absolutely need um, and uh, and I think that that's that's true of backstory too okay so. good cool and, and I'm with Lonnie I subscribe mm -hmm. to the hit and run method of backstory <laughs> mm -hmm. right exactly it's basically mm -hmm. hit and run you slip it in whatever you can and it makes sense and, mm -hmm. and then you have the characters react right so, when it's organic to the story yes, you know sometimes mm -hmm. it's an internal reaction mm -hmm. and sometimes it's an external action Right. Um, mm -hmm. You know, readers are smart folks. You don't have to hit them over the head with a two by four. Or be anvilicious. Or be anvilicious, really. <laughs> In other words, yes. Uh, you know, give them bits and pieces and they'll, they will put it together. And I think it makes them feel part of the story. They have right. an investment mm -hmm. in the story, too. So, mm -hmm. good. All right. Thanks a lot, Melissa. Uh, uh, to get your question on the show, email us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com. Now for this week's We Recommend segment. 
Yes, each week we recommend something, music, books, movies, TV shows, websites, whatever that we love so we can share them with you. This week, I'm recommending Whiffers Unite on the Yay. Nano Forums. Yay! Mm-hmm. It's open to any and all Whiffers who are doing Nano this year. I'm putting mm-hmm. the link up in the show notes, so go and unite. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Fun, 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 Nano fun for yes. everybody. Um, this week, I'm recommending um, Dance Dance Revolution for the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter turned six last week. And I didn't know what to get her. I had a whole bunch of ideas of things I was going to get her, but my mom went shopping and basically got all the stuff that I was going to get for my daughter. (laughs) So I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to get her? So I went out to the store and I saw this Dance Dance Revolution. Now, Sam's kids love it. They, yes. You know, she's always talking about how they're upstairs. Thump, 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 thump. You know, oh, the here, yeah. And, uh, and my kids are a little bit younger, but I thought, oh, you know, it'll be fun. So I went out and got it. And I have to tell you, the kids played with it for a little while. And they had fun and they enjoyed it. But I've been on it every single day this week. And it's, <laughs> I actually have been doing it because I need to exercise. I mean, really desperately, uh-huh. you know. And um, and I, I'm the kind of person that I just get really, really bored with exercise. And, and this actually has been a lot of fun. Good. And I figure as long as I enjoy it and it breaks, it's got like a workout mode so you can go in and, you know, do like the, the workouts on it and everything. And it's really, you know, it's got a little pad you have to stomp on it. And, you know, for the first couple of days, your feet hurt, but then you lose all <laughs> sensation and it's fine. But, um, <laughs> but it's been really a lot of fun. I've been enjoying it and I've been actually exercising. So, Good. you know, for what it's worth, I don't know how long I'm actually going to do it because I am a realist, you know. <laughs> And I know myself, and there have been exercises that I have enjoyed before, which went, you know, ended up getting dusty in a corner somewhere. But mm-hmm. so far, so good. It's been really a lot of fun. And I, you know, and I've seen reviews of it, and apparently the big, huge gaming dance dance revolution, people are like, eh, whatever, you know, and for some reason they don't <laughs> like it because of whatever. But, you know, I mean, I'm playing it on beginner, which is enough for me. The people, they have like basic, intermediate, and expert. Expert is if you have four feet and you can just stop, 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 stop. <laughs> All the time. I don't know how these people could possibly, how a living person could win like an expert round. I have no idea. But I just play the beginner. I'm like, do, 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 do. You know, it's just really fun. Good. <laughs> and with the way you get the little hand motions and everything in there too. So. Oh, yeah. Cool. It's, it's really, yeah. My six-year-old's hardly played it at all. <laughs> Me? On it every day. I get up in the morning at 4 a.m. I write and then I exercise. Let me tell you people. Oh, awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Gonna be a long night. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I think we could use some more wine. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back in a flash. Oh, man. (laughs) A sexy international art thief with a license to steal and a past she can't escape. An ex-cop with a murder to avenge and nothing left to lose. A calculating killer launches a deadly game. From the heat of Havana to the streets of New York City, the race for justice is on. Sight unseen by Samantha Graves, now available at a store near you. Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha Graves. And this is We'll Write for Wine. (laughs) Tonight's show is on industry. 50 ways to hose your writing career. And we've each come up with 25 ways on which we will compare notes and not play a drinking game. Yes. Because we've learned that middle-aged women playing drinking games is not smart and it's not pretty. (laughs) (laughs) We have learned that the hard way. The hard way. So, Sam, why don't you go ahead and start? What's your number one? Okay. My first one is... Send your handwritten manuscript to an editor. Oh, right. (laughs) Get with the 21st century and type it. (laughs) Oh, man, this is going to be fun. All right. You ready for my number one? Yeah. Okay. Throw a fit. Publishing is a business. Editors and agents have a lot of things to do. So if they don't get back to you right away, mm. don't call them up and be like, what's up, dude? <laughs> what the hell? Where you been? Give them, <laughs> give them some time. Give them a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. If they, haven't, if they haven't gotten back to you in a month, you know, a reminder email is not mm. out of line. But, you know, the, don't, uh, don't call them up. 
and demand that they, well, have you read it yet? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's not good. All right. My second one is tell an agent that you will never sell your book to anyone who wants to make any changes to it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, a good one. Yeah. No. Uh, be flexible. This is a right. business. It's got to fit into a line. Everybody's got different needs, and it might be very close to what they want, but ultimately, you are going to have to be flexible with your story. Yeah, none of this. I am an artiste. Yeah. Kind yeah. of stuff. No. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. Well, my, my next one is take everything personally. <laughs> Critiques, reviews, rejection, <laughs> editor revision letters. It's all about you. That will, like, that will make you crazy. Right. Yeah. You know, it's a bummer when people don't like your work or they think that there's things that you need to change and maybe you're not ready to, to kind of take a look at that. But you can't make it about you. You really have to focus on the work and the fact that the information that you get back from critiques and, and reviewers and, you know, rejections and all that kind of stuff is all stuff that's that can help you make your work better. Yes. So you got to look at it in the positive ways that these are people who just want to help you improve. Mm -hmm. Not all of them. Right. Some reviewers are mean, but that's okay. <laughs> Mrs. Giggles, I'm talking to you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you apologize to her either. My next one <laughs> is don't send a self-addressed stamped envelope. Okay. It might not end your career, but guys, make it easy for everyone to buy you. Put in right. a self-addressed stamped envelope. It's not mm -hmm. hard. So, mm -hmm. Okay. That's very good. Mm -hmm. That's very good. Actually, you know what's funny about these? What? Because <laughs> we're saying the 25 ways to hose your career, mm -hmm. so we're telling them the things not to do. When you said right. don't send a self-addressed stamped envelope, I was like, wait a minute. They're supposed to send one. And I got confused. <laughs> so if y'all are getting confused, we're giving you the negatives. So we're giving – yes, exactly. Right. Yeah. So it's it's very – it's a we little are, confusing. We are we're telling, telling you all the things that not you do, to do. if you – we're telling you all the things not to do and then giving you the reasons why you shouldn't do it that way and the right, right way to do it. So, right. Okay. Right. Yeah. So my next one is the blog. <laughs> you know, it's okay for you to blog. Oh. It's totally fine for you to blog. Yeah. But some of the stuff that people put on their blogs, cause they think that the only people reading are their five little friends or whatever, um, you know, is, is kind of a, a bad thing. I mean, the thing is that whether you've been published or not, once you start sending your stuff out in your blog, um, is, you know, your, your name is on the blog and people who do a search in Google can find you, or if it's on your, you know, your submissions or if it's, you know, in, in the back of the book or whatever, you know, people will visit it. People will find it. The people that actually stay to comment are a small portion of the people that actually will visit your blog. Mm. So you want to be careful what you have on there. Kind of try to think about it as your, um, your office, mm -hmm. you know? Because uh, you don't you don't want to invite people into an office that has all sorts of like crazy stuff in it, mm -hmm. um, because it makes you look unprofessional. So it's just one of those things where you kind of want to keep an eye on the things that you say on a blog. And I'm not saying that you can't be controversial, and you can't be honest. But you know, if you're gonna say something, just be prepared that there could be some fallout from it, and handle it in a professional way. Right. So. Okay, my next one is spend the entire first page of your three-page query letter telling the editor how much they will love this book because your mom said so. <laughs> <laughs> my mother's never liked anything I did. She yeah. loves this, so I know it's yeah. good. Uh, yeah. No. Mm -hmm. uh, one-page <laughs> query letter, three paragraphs. Don't mm -hmm. mention your mom. <laughs> right. <laughs> Rules of thumb here, people. Yes. Okay, my next one is um, be unprofessional at conferences. <laughs> you know, we're all writers. We're creative people. We can get away with a lot. It's, if you get tipsy at the hotel bar, you know, that's fine. We're cute when we're tipsy. Just look at me and Sam. Mm. Um, but if you get a little tipsy and you grab someone's breasts or do a sexy dance for a male editor or agent um, or take off your shirt and toss it at, you know, an industry um, head or something, mm. that's over the line. People will talk and it will mar your image in the industry for a really long mm -hmm. time. It's kind of hard to get rid of the, uh, the stigma. Right. Yeah. Right. The reputation. So, kind of mm -hmm. think of it as high school. Okay. Exactly. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I also have one that's closed. My next one is get drunk at the bar and try to pick up an editor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> do your sexy dance. Don't do your sexy dance. No, no. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Okay. Um, my next one is miss a deadline. 
it's okay to extend a deadline. Mm. Okay. As long as you let your agent and editor know with enough time to juggle things and make it work for you, that's fine. It happens to the best of us. I mean, when you sign a book contract, you're saying where you're going to be two years from now. And people understand that that's very difficult to stick with. Um, so, and that's, and that's fine. But what's not okay is letting a deadline just kind of go by and sort of hope nobody notices. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. They paid you. They'll notice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that actually is one of mine, too. Consistently mm-hmm. deliver a manuscript slash revision slash copy edit slash galleys late <laughs> without prior warning. Right. You know, be professional. Give your editor a heads up if you need more mm-hmm. time. They have lives, too, and they understand. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. So my next one is be really rude. <laughs> Let me tell you something. The person that you are rude and dismissive to today could be the bestseller you need a quote from tomorrow. Yeah. If you don't like someone, that's fine. Don't interact with them. It's mm. very easy to avoid people. It is not easy to get them to like you again after you behave like an ass. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> My next one is pitch your idea through the stalls in the ladies' room at a conference. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, don't do that. Don't just, you know, there's a time and a place. That's not it. Okay. (laughs) Mine was slide manuscript under (laughs) under toilet stalls to agents and or editors. You know, and I've heard this story from every agent or editor that I know. And I have to tell Uh you, it's appalling. (laughs) Write a solid query letter. It'll get you farther. (laughs) Much further. Yes. Okay. My next one is send your 10 point font single space manuscript to an editor. (laughs) <laughs> well at least they typed it this time what do you want you tell no. her to type it and it's these wrong. people read a lot mm-hmm. and it might be it might be the greatest book ever written but they're not mm-hmm. going to take a look at it yeah. uh 12 mm-hmm. point font double spaced Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. That's mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, my next one is uh, if you can't say anything nice, mm. don't say anything at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll tell you something. I am famous for saying the wrong thing to the wrong person at the wrong time. So just let me tell you from one big mouth to another, <laughs> shut up. I will say anything to make a joke. It's terrible. And most of the time, I don't even mean what I say. I'm just trying to be funny. And half the time, I'm not even funny, so it's not even worth it. (laughs) But then every time I do that, the exact wrong person walks Mm -hmm. behind me and overhears me, and Mm -hmm. I just look like an idiot. So speak freely only in private and then only with people that you trust. Yes. Um, Crazy. Uh, Editors (laughs) can spot crazy a mile away. So act normal, at least until you sell the book. (laughs) You know what? I was going to (laughs) say, there's plenty of crazy in this business. But then I was just looking at what I just said about Mm -hmm. if you can't say anything nice, don't say. Okay. So I'm going to shut up and move on. Anyway, um, the next one is enough about me. Let's talk about me. (laughs) No matter where you are in your career, I would tell you something. You are going to benefit more by listening than talking. This is something I'm still learning, but I thought I'd pass it on. Sometimes you just need to let other people talk and listen to what they have to say rather than always find a way to kind of turn the conversation around to you. Yeah. Very good. All right. Mm -hmm. My next one is write an erotic, inspirational, romantic comedy slash suspense alien ghost book. (laughs) (laughs) Pick a genre, any genre. (laughs) Yeah, pick a genre and stick to it. Mm -hmm. Because the more genres you have in there, the harder it's going to be to market it. So, yes, Mm -hmm. have your foot firmly in one. Exactly. Or two, but no more than two. two. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, And you may not want to combine the inspirational with the erotic. Just saying. A little word to the wise. Although somebody may do it and do it fabulously. I don't know. You never know. Anyway, so my next one is uh, forget to focus on the work. No matter what the problem is, you can always resolve it best by keeping your focus on what's best for the work. Uh, This angle will solve almost any problem you have, either professionally or creatively. Make it about the work and make the work as good as you can and nothing else will matter. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, My next one is pitch an idea to an editor about a bunch of nail polish people who live in your handbag. (laughs) Wait, 
Wait, doesn't this relate to the crazy? Yeah, this falls under the crazy category, but <laughs> just thought I'd reinforce that. Yes. That's very cute. Mm-hmm. That is very cute. Yeah. All right, my next one is freak out as much as possible. <laughs> So you got rejected by your top agent or your book didn't hit the list this time around. Remember that no small children are going to die if something goes wrong in your career. It's important, hell yeah, but keep your cool. There are very few horrors in this business that you can't recover from. Like I said before, just get a new name and write something else. <laughs> you can come back. So don't don't freak and cry and make yourself crazy because, you know, it's uh, it's not worth it. Yeah. So. Um, my next one is tell an agent that you expect them to sell your book in a week and get six figures for it. <laughs> That's a way to get an agent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't be demanding. Agents already know what to do. Mm-hmm. They've been in the business. They know their job. So right. just shut right. up and yeah. Okay. Let them tell you what you can get for that book. Yes. So. All right. My next one and this one I'm really serious about is steal. <laughs> You know, I know um, it, this seems really obvious, but for God's sake, don't plagiarize anything. Mm. We had a chick last year who would plagiarize a whole bunch of, um, what was it? Was it Megan McCafferty's work? And um, and then there was the whole Janet Daly, you know, Nora Roberts thing. Mm. Um, you know, Janet Daly has lived the rest of her life knowing that she's a thief. Mm. And that's about the worst thing that you can be, whether she's a New York Times bestseller or not. You know, I mean, she managed to bounce back from that and she's still selling books, which I think is just amazing. But um, but the thing is that you just no matter how desperate you are, no matter what it is that you want to do, don't, you know, copy other people's work don't plagiarize don't Mm -hmm. you know knock somebody off and and try to just kind of do it in their style Mm -hmm. the one thing that you can give your readers is what only you can write for them so I mean that's that's the thing that you want to give them so okay and my next one is stand up in a room of people to accept an award and ask why nobody's bought you yet oh (laughs) ow (laughs) right be gracious, say thank you, and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on from that one. <laughs> My next one is covet. <laughs> covet her job and her position and her books and her success. Um, you have to remember that other success really has nothing to do with you. So someone's not as good a writer as you, but she gets the agent, gets the great deal, hits the bestseller list, et cetera, et cetera. It has nothing to do with you. Focus on your own work and wish everyone else well. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. My next one is wear your favorite tie-dye t-shirt and ratty jeans to conference. Ooh, <laughs> wait. Um, wait. <laughs> is that bad? Because I That's do that. bad. <laughs> Yes, that's bad. This is a business dress for success. Oh man, no, yeah. I wear jeans. Yeah, but they're <laughs> yeah, but they're not ratty. They're not. No, like, they're not ratty. Yeah, they're no, not that's ratty. not what I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah. about tie dye. I'm talking about wearing, you know, camisoles that yeah. she would wear. Oh at yeah, hall. you know what I mean. Yeah. Stuff like yeah. that. Not yeah. not not appropriate for outside your house basically right right yeah right. Mm-hmm. okay um my next one is make enemies <laughs> sometimes oh, yeah. there will be people in this business that you really despise and think are horrible and evil and useless you know what avoid them don't yeah. engage with them don't start don't up a big fight on your blogs <laughs> don't you know get your friends to give her bad amazon reviews or whatever it's not worth it they're not worth it and someday you could find yourself sitting across a table from them at a conference and now everyone's uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh, my next one is bad mouth an agent editor or house Mm, yeah mm-hmm. never ever underestimate what a small world publishing is mm-hmm. i mean it, you, uh, you, editors move around agents move around things mm-hmm. change lines open and close you never mm-hmm. know right you know so right. don't ever yeah, do that. Have to be very careful mm-hmm. um my oh. next one is uh talk about other authors work in public Um, Some writers I actually like very much do some reviewing, and Mm -hmm. they're really smart, intelligent, wonderful reviews. But I have to say, 
I'm not sure it's a good idea. Mm. Um, I think you're on one side of the fence or the other. I can tell you right now, there are some truly terrible published writers out there, but I will never say who in public because I don't think it's necessarily appropriate. I mean, I view these people as my colleagues and I feel like I owe it to them to not point out when their work is bad. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I just, yeah. so although actually I have to say there's, there's a few reviewers out there who I know who are writers and who are wonderful, wonderful reviewers, just mm-hmm. really smart, really awesome. Um, but, uh, but still, I don't know. It just, it seems to me like I just, I personally prefer not to say anything bad about somebody else's work. You know, like it's again, it's about focusing on my work, you know, that I'm not going to worry about their success and I'm not going to worry about their failures either. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't mind saying when I love somebody's work, though. I mean, (laughs) that's the nice part. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Reviewers can't do that. But yeah. All right. um, Ask an author, editor or agent at a conference to to read your work and hand them your latest manuscript. a classic yeah no read it right now yeah Yeah. um Mm -hmm. if you get a request send it with requested material Mm -hmm. on the outside of the envelope it'll get read and they will they They will will. they remember what they request and Mm -hmm. they know you know who it was and and so if you have requested material on there you know don't put requested material on there unless it's been requested though exactly they will remember that too yeah so uh yeah you don't want to do that Mm -hmm. um my next one is argue with reviewers or readers (laughs) i've said this a number of times and i'll say it again do not argue with reviewers or readers they have opinions about your work and opinions can't be wrong it just makes you look crazy to argue with people on amazon or you know Mm -hmm. duel with them on some blog yeah um in this case discretion is the better part of valor right right. i think Mm -hmm. okay um send your double-sided manuscript to an editor (laughs) don't try to save paper Mm -hmm. print it single-sided one side of the paper blank on the other side Mm -hmm. yes absolutely yep all right my next one is anonymously review yourself slash others on amazon Every now and again, the servers hit a glitch, and your real name will be out there for a little while, and everybody will be talking about how you anonymously reviewed yourself with five stars, or anonymously reviewed somebody else with with one, you know, and gave somebody else a bad review. So you know what? Amazon, there's this big obsession with Amazon, but Mm. again, online sales represent something like 4% of total sales. Mm -hmm. So really, it's great, and I love it, and I think it's fabulous, and I order tons of stuff from there, but it is not the end-all, be-all of your career. So really, just let Amazon go. Let Mm -hmm. it go. Yeah. (laughs) My next one is blow off phone calls and emails from your editor or agent. (gasps) Yeah. They love that. Right. Uh, not really. Mm-hmm. Return yeah. your calls and emails in a timely manner, in a professional mm-hmm. manner. Right. Right. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, my next one is say no to Oprah. <laughs> Jonathan Franzen's book, The Corrections, was chosen as an Oprah pick, and he didn't go on the show because he was conflicted. Hmm. He was conflicted about being a literary guy on the Oprah show. Huh. Yeah. He was an idiot. Mm. Go. Go. If Oprah calls, go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah my next one is don't bother learning anything about distribution or the sales side of, of the business the publisher does that mm-hmm. okay yeah the publisher coordinates that mm-hmm. and they handle a lot of that but it's up to you to learn the business side to help you with promotion mm-hmm. so it's just part of the business yes you do need to learn about it mm-hmm. yes actually it's funny because you know what my next one is what spend more time promoting yourself than writing <laughs> On the flip side of this, when you first start out, everyone's going to tell you about the value promotion. It's really true. It is Mm -hmm. really important. You must have a website and you need to have a professional image. Um, You need to make sure it's professionally done and updated frequently. Um, Everything beyond that is really up to you. But when you find yourself spending more time promoting than writing, then you've gone too far the other way. Promotion should take up like 10% of your time Mm -hmm. or your funds. Don't throw your entire advance into promotion either. Um, Any more than that? it's just too much mm-hmm. so all right my next one is on uh agents don't mm-hmm. do don't do any research on agents just send everyone a query <laughs> <laughs> wrong 
<laughs> a bad agent is worse than no agent. You will hear yes. this. Mm-hmm. It is a, an it's agreement so and a partnership, and they have to mesh with you. Mm-hmm. It's very important that you do a lot of research on agents. Really, yeah. really important. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I dodged a bullet on that because I didn't know anything about any agents. Somebody mm-hmm. recommended my agent to me, and I sent in a query thinking she would be my first rejection. Mm-hmm. So I didn't research her at all because I was so sure she was going to say no. <laughs> and then she calls me up and she offers me and I'm like, yes, yes. And I mean, honestly, now, years later, after looking at the situations that some of my friends have been in, mm. oh my God, I can't, I mean, my agent's fabulous. I'm incredibly lucky, but had that been a number of other people, I mean, I would have been in a horrible position. So yes, absolutely. Yes. Research your agents first. I, I got very, very lucky. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the next thing is believe your own press. <laughs> Once you've published, a lot of people will say a lot of really nice things about you. Much of it will be true. Don't let it go to your head. Mm. <laughs> yes, because you still have to write the next book. And it doesn't really matter. I mean, it, it mm. does. I mean, it's wonderful and it's lovely. And people have said really wonderful things. And, and you guys, all you whiffers, have been mm. really, really lovely Very to us and, yeah. and just wonderful. But, um, but the thing is that you can read a lot of nice things about yourself being like the next, you know, big romantic comedy or romantic suspense person or that you're, you're the most fabulous writer ever and and sometimes um if you if you need that approval and that input from other people mm. you know if you need that then that's going to be something that then you're looking outside of yourself for something you know that you can't give yourself so I mean it's just it's one of those things where people sometimes their heads will get really big about what people say people say really really lovely things to me and people have said really really horrible things to me too <laughs> And I'm actually much more amused by the horrible things. <laughs> I'm a little twisted. But I mean, the point is that just don't don't let your head get too big about how wonderful you are, because no matter what, there's always more to learn. There's always ways that you can improve your craft. And that's what you really want to focus on, because that's what makes it fun. Right, right. Mm-hmm. My next one is send your manuscript to an editor with the words next best selling book written across <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, don't be an idiot. You know, Mm -hmm. they'll decide if that's the next best-selling book. (laughs) Actually, the readers who buy it or don't will decide. Um, Exactly. So really, you have no way of knowing what the next... If they knew what the next bestseller was, trust me, they'd be on it. Right. Right now, it's all throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, next one is act outrageous slash invite controversy to get attention. (laughs) Yes, sometimes it will work, but once the hoopla has died down, you need Mm -hmm. to have the talent and work ethic to keep it going. And if you have enough of that in the first place, you really don't need controversy. Right. You'll get there. Just slow and steady wins the race, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, My next one is never say thank you, never help anyone out, and never get involved. (laughs) (sighs) You know, it's not just the publishing side that's small. The Mm -hmm. writer side is small, too. Mm -hmm. So be gracious Say thank you, lend a hand, and give back. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all very good. Yeah. Um, my next one is all work and no play. Um, mm. Writing is really supposed to be fun. Not all of it, not all the time, but most of it and most of the time. However, once you've been writing for a while, you'll find that the fun quotient kind of goes down as you start dealing with queries and rejections and poor sales and failed promotional efforts. Mm. Um, Don't forget the reason that you came to the page in the first place. You really can do anything to earn money. Writing is about doing something you're passionate about. So if you're doing, if you're, you're, in it for the money and you, you know, you're working in the business and you're not enjoying the writing then um, you need to get back to whatever drew you to it in the first place. Right. Uh, my last one. Are you mm-hmm. on your last one? No. Close Did now? I skip one? No. I've got like three more. Oh, you do? Okay, we'll do another this one. This always happens to us. <laughs> I don't know how we get out of sync, but. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think you did two in a row. I don't, I don't remember. Know. Okay. Anyway, go All ahead. All right. Uh, my next one is get bitter. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Once you've been writing for a few years, you know, something is bound to pierce your illusions. <laughs> It'll be less money, less fun, less something than what you expected. And, you know, that's fine. But don't let it get you down or make you bitter. Everyone's going to have a dark period every now and again. We all go through our stages where we just weep. 
<laughs> because it's so hard. Um, and that's only yeah. human. But there are some people, you know, who absolutely never have anything nice to say about this business, or about the writing, about anyone or anything. And no one really wants to work with those people. <laughs> um, so you want to try to be as, as um, positive and optimistic and easy to work with and fun um, as you can be. So good. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I don't know what I did, but anyway, I'm going to do my last one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I must have skipped something. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah. My last one is don't care about your readers. Uh-huh. <sighs> they give you their time, mm-hmm. their money, mm-hmm. their energy. So you should care a right. lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the whole reason that we're writers mm-hmm. is to have our work read. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, care yeah. a lot. They matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do matter. All right. The next one is uh, write the same book over and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stretch yourself. Push your boundaries. It's fun. Yes. It's good for you. And it's good for the work. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, keep keep going. Keep moving forward. Um, and then are you all done or do I'm it? done. <laughs> All right, I don't know what happened. Tapped out. I, you know, I probably counted wrong. I probably wrote like 27 and had four number threes or something like that. Anyway, um, forget that emails can be forwarded. Uh. <laughs> anything you send to anyone can be forwarded to anyone. Make sure mm-hmm. that anything you put in writing on a forum, even a private forum, is something that you wouldn't mind having your name on if it was on the front page of the New York Times. Yes. Also, be careful what you send, even in private emails, to people that you don't know very well. I mean, you mm. might end up on somebody's blog and once it's out there it's out there and there's not much that you can do so just be very careful what you what you put in an email and who you send it to right so is that it i i think that just about does it all right (laughs) are we good did we hose our careers i think we did i think we did So, I mean, above all, it's a business. Just remember Mm -hmm. that. Be professional. Be the same as you would if you were in any workplace. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so Mm -hmm. that's all we're trying to tell you. And it's hard. I mean, you know, I mean, don't feel like you're being judged or anything because we are creative. We are creative people. And so sometimes Mm -hmm. it is hard to, because you're supposed to be kind of wacky and creative and fun and we're the artists and all this kind of stuff. So, I mean, that's sort of part of the role that you play. But then, you know, people, this is, you have to remember that there's a business side to it as well and kind of keep those in balance Mm -hmm. so right okay well it's time for more wine (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna take a quick break to refill and we'll be right back Flynn Daly needs a drink. Under pressure from her father, she's agreed to move out of her South Boston neighborhood and run the inn left to her by her dead aunt. The problem? It's in the middle of upstate New York, where there's nature and bugs and no public transportation. The cute bartender keeps giving her attitude, and she's getting visits from her Aunt Esther, even though she's dead. Jake Tucker needs a break. He's sure that Esther Goodhouse was murdered, but he can't find any proof. If cozying up to Esther's niece gets him the information he needs, so be it. But once he gets close to Flynn, he decides that some investigations are more fun with a partner. Crazy in Love by Lonnie Diane Rich. In stores now. Thanks for coming back. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha Graves. And this is We'll Write for Wine. (laughs) (laughs) Want to win some great prizes? (gasps) Yes! Good. Head on down to willwriteforwine.com and give us some feedback. You all right? I just clobbered my mic. Okay. It's Ah, on the other side now. It finally stops clicking and now you hit it. Well, the mic's on on a different side now. Oh, yeah. So I have to remember to drink my wine on the other side. From the other side. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) Dip your microphone in the wine. You bring that to tech support and be like, dude. Electrocute myself. (laughs) It's under warranty, right? See, I have this Don't podcast. Mind the smell. <laughs> it's a French wine. <laughs> anyway, each month, all eligible entries will go into a wine bucket. At the end of the month, we'll pull a name out of the bucket to win a fabulous prize. Yes. Speaking of which, the winner of the signed copy of Crazy in Love, which is fabulous by Lonnie Diane Rich, <laughs> and your very own official Will Write for Wine refrigerator magnet is Cat Shield. Yay! Congratulations, Cat. Please email us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com with your address, and we'll get that right out to you. Um, and to Jennifer, who's still 
waiting for last month's prize from me because I forgot like a big bucket head. Um, that's on its way soon, honey. I promise. <laughs> for November, we are giving away a very special prize. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. A Will mm-hmm. Write for Wine Holiday Survival Kit. Yay. This kit includes everything but the wine. Mm-hmm. We have the Guide to Wine a book by Fiona Sims, so you will learn more about wine than we do. <laughs> Which really actually isn't a very high hurdle to cover. No, <laughs> An official will write for wine mouse pad, so you'll be official. All right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your own wine journal, so you never have to drink the same bad wine again. Oh, yes. There's Everybody needs that. nothing worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> a corkscrew, so you can open the bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. And a Nida wine stopper for those rare occasions when you don't finish the wine <laughs> in the first sitting you mean yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuzzy socks no they aren't mm-hmm. lawny socks but mm-hmm. i rub them for luck so Aww. you know it's about the same mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> a pack of tissues for when you cry you laugh into you cry listening to the slide story right <laughs> A cork coaster for your wine glass or wine bottle. We'll leave that up to you. Mm-hmm. A Caribbean breeze candle. So you can pretend oh. that you are on the beach instead of in the middle of the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> a pretty purple purse to save your wine money in. Mm-hmm. Dove chocolate. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Two CDs of Will Write for Wine episodes 00 through 25. Huh? How cool is that? Very cool. Two aspirins if everything else above fails. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all in a very cool little knitting bag, bag with handles. Oh. Yep. And I posted a picture on the website so you can go check it out. It's so cool. And everyone, <laughs> Sam did all of the work on this. I didn't even touch it. I didn't even know anything. She just suddenly put it all together. She's like, look, I got all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> Anyway, so when she posts the picture, be sure to go ooh and ah and leave mm-hmm. nice little comments about how cool it is because it's just amazing. This is such a cool prize. I actually have told her that <laughs> I want it, but she won't put my name in the bucket. <laughs> All you have to do to enter to win this incredible prize this month is send us an email at mm-hmm. feedback at willwriteforwine.com or comment on the website. That's it. Easy peasy, people. Yep. We will announce the November winner on our first December show, so send in your comments and suggestions now. Right. So up next, we have the weekly weigh-in. Sam, how'd you do this week? Oh, crap. You're right. Yeah. Are you knocking yourself out? I am going to knock myself out. Okay. (laughs) It's the new headset. It's the new headset. It's going to take a while to get used to it. It's not cracking. I just have this image in my head of you, like, hitting it with your, like, (laughs) with your wine glass. And I almost strangled myself earlier. I got tangled up, and I'm like, I dream. (laughs) All right. Um, Actually, I wrote. Now, this is since Wednesday, right? No, Thursday. Right. Since right. yesterday. Yes. I wrote 33 pages. <gasps> yeah. And 6,210 nano words. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's so cool. I am quite happy about that. Oh, yes. wow. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I also am very excited about my progress because we started nano yesterday. Yes. And I've written 32 pages in the new book this week. Plus, earlier this week, I revised three scenes for Dogs and Goddesses. Cool. So I have to tell you, I'm feeling very good about the actual work that I've gotten done this week. That's awesome. I'm very, very excited about it. So I can't believe how how well Nano is going. Oh, I know. I mean, we're just rocking through it. (laughs) Sam, every time I turn around, she's like, oh, got another scene. Got another scene. I'm like, I can't keep up with you. So we're in like this like little competitive thing, you know? (laughs) Every time she writes something, I'm like, I should be writing more. (laughs) Well, and we were talking about this too. Mm -hmm. I have no plot. I have (laughs) no She's pantsing the whole thing. She hasn't filled out a single Excel sheet. Nothing. Nothing. Right. I have no profile charts. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. have a name. I have a names chart that I'm just kind of plugging names in as, as I start right. putting them in the book. But I mm-hmm. haven't really thought about the characters ahead of time. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and then Lonnie. Me. I've got color-coded post-its <laughs> all over my wall. I know what my first turning point is. I know what my second turning point is. And I know how it ends. 
right. oh, 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 I know who my bad guy is. <laughs> I don't know any of those. It's like the Freaky Friday of writing. It, it is. It is. <laughs> We've swapped personalities. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> it is going to be crazy November, people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now it's time for this week's Random Etc. segment where we do whatever we feel like because it's our show. Mm-hmm. In honor of Nano, we are going to share our best and worst sentences we wrote all this month. Right. Mm. Every week you're going to be privy to a bad <laughs> nano sentence. And let me tell you, they can get pretty bad. <laughs> anyway, my first, uh, my worst sentence is um, this one. <laughs> Piper went quiet and stared up at Freya with those bright eyes expecting God only knew what. Freya knew she was way out of her depth dealing with kids, but she knew how women pretty well. So she stretched her torso <laughs> forward. So happens when you write fast, folks. So she stretched her torso forward until her eyes were level with Piper's and said, what's his name? <laughs> I don't know what the hell I was writing there. I'm pretty sure there's some extra words that don't belong in there. <laughs> None of it made sense. I know what I meant to say. That's right. But I think, I think that's going to need some revision. Yeah. I got, I got one of those, too. <laughs> okay. Mine is Gideon stared at Carter and then started laughing. He should have known something like this would be the only reason Sierra came looking for him. Well, he'd been down this road before, and this was his stop. Sierra was a big girl. She could take care of herself. <laughs> That's not I bad. Have, yeah, I don't know. I just don't. You know, it was at the end of my 6,000 words. I'm just right. like, whatever. Like, <laughs> I know. I know. No, trust me. I hear you, baby. But that's not bad. Yeah. Mine was all screwed up. Yours is like fine. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> anyway, speaking of not bad, mm-hmm. here's my uh, favorite sentence, which also happens to be my opener for the whole book. So I was really excited about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Freya Daly swatted at a fly buzzing by her head as her left stiletto tottered on the gravel under her feet. Dig that, she thought. Hell has a waiting room. (laughs) I admit it, I like that one. Good. Okay, and here's my favorite. Mm -hmm. Four hours later, Sierra pushed into her apartment, wishing she could trade her psychic gift for the power to burn the entire hellish wedding shower experience permanently from her brain. She was exhausted and not physically, despite the late work and the red eye. That she could handle. No, she'd been mentally drained by domestic vampires. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And if you'd actually read the uh, wedding the shower scene, scene oh, it's even yeah. better. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Well, that takes care of this week's random, etc. And it's time for a refill. We'll be right back. <laughs> Well, the show's almost over, and I'm sure you're really sad about that. But now you don't have to wait another week to hear from Sam and Lonnie, because we've got websites open 24-7 and ready when you are, morning, noon, or night. For Lonnie, be sure to stop by the newly redesigned LonnieDianeRich.com, where Lonnie's latest books and news will be regularly updated. Right, Lonnie? Also, don't forget to drop by dogsandgoddesses.com, where Lonnie is collaborating live on the web with New York Times bestsellers Jennifer Cruzy and Ann Stewart. It's like a reality show with writers, which is really much more interesting than it sounds. So check it out. For more information on Sam, click your way on over to samanthagraves.com for her latest news and giveaways. I think she's better about updating. Yeah, that's right. There are also links to her blog, her MySpace page, and the website for her alter ego, C.J. Barry author of award-winning futuristic romances and don't forget to stop by at willwriteforwine.com for links to our joint myspace page our cafe press store and all the cool things we talk about during the show by the time you're done with all that we'll be back in a new podcast next week everybody plays and everybody wins Call here at Will Write for Wine. Thanks for hanging out with us. Yes, keep sending in those wine suggestions to us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or leave them in the comments section of the website. Send good wine suggestions to Sam. Me. Send cheap <laughs> wine suggestions to me. Lonnie. I screwed that up. That's <laughs> uh, okay. Keep going. Keep going. All right. Also, don't miss our cool Cafe Press store where you can get all sorts of fun Will Write for Wine merchandise. Check out our new items like the Wine Notes book mm-hmm. and the refrigerator magnet and the mouse pad. Very mm-hmm. cool. And what a nice Christmas gift for your favorite whiffer. The link can be found at the right-hand column at the website at willwriteforwine.com. 
Yes, and don't forget to vote for us at Podcast Alley. Your votes count new every month. So if you voted in October, you can vote again now. Mm-hmm. And your vote counts um, a lot early in the month, and we're early now. So please go vote. Go vote. Listen to this and then go vote. It's very, very cool. We didn't – I don't know if we hit the top ten this No, we month. didn't. I didn't I was see. checking. Yeah, I was I checking. I wasn't now. because I was uh, lazy. Mm. <laughs> I checked. No. Uh, but, you didn't know, keep make voting. it. So no stout for me. Oh, pff, Whatever. <laughs> We'll talk about that some other time. Anyway, and always, no matter what time of month it is, you can always review us at iTunes. It's been a while since we've gotten an iTunes review, and we desperately need your approval um, because we're, I don't know, shallow like that. We're needy. (laughs) So hook us up, huh? Next week's show is We'll Write for Wine Unscripted. Oh, man. That's right. No script. I have completely lost my mind. Bonnie <laughs> has created a monster. <laughs> and we need your help, Whiffers. Send us questions or listen to us giggle and make fun of each other for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> what could possibly be more painful than that? You're really going to want to send in questions. And, and you know yeah. what? It doesn't even have to be about writing. Yeah. You, we'll answer writing questions. We'll answer all sorts of questions. Yeah, how it, to change your oil. <laughs> you know, how to... <laughs> How to get rid of fleas. <laughs> Cat brought them in a couple of weeks ago, and it's been making me insane. They're all gone now. Thank God I'd tear the whole house apart. But anyway, if you want to know how to get rid of fleas, I'm your girl. Um, that's disgusting. That makes me sound so dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, yes, Lonnie, it does. It's not my fault. I have a cat. Anyway, in case you can't tell by the whole unscripted thing, we're running. It'll be more flea stories if you don't send us questions. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we're running low on show topics as well. So um, if you want us to dedicate a show to anything in particular, now's a really good time for you to send those suggestions in. Yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are we done? I think so. I don't know. Between my cat throwing up and your, <laughs> your fleas. <laughs> It's just going to get more unpleasant from here, trust me. Oh, yeah. You're just yeah. scratching the surface. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so until next time, this is Sam. And this is Lonnie saying if you can't write for money, then write for wine. <laughs> I don't know what I was waiting for. <laughs> I don't know. You know, whatever. It's just I'm tired. <laughs> Bye. Good night. We'll Ride for Wine is brought to you each week by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Be sure to hit the website at willwriteforwine.com where you can find great links to everything in the show, news about what the girls are up to, and links to great cafe press merchandise like t-shirts, hats, and mugs. I like the apron myself. Also, don't forget to friend them on MySpace at myspace.com slash willwriteforwine. Music provided by the good folks at the Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and go vote for Lonnie and Sam at Podcast Alley or write a glowing review at iTunes. Remember, there's good karma out there. Vote for them at Podcast Alley. Come back next time as Johnny Depp's soulmate or perhaps Colin Firth. Mmm, ring any bells? Or, you know, the, the soulmate, whoever does it for you. You get the point. Anyway, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time right here on Will Write for Wine. Down on my caffeine consumption. So when I get up, I just have one cup of coffee and I like to have another cup of coffee with my breakfast. And on the way to work, I